Hi, this is Art Heitzer. I'm president of Milwaukee Turners. And I uh, just want to uh, uh, introduce you all and uh, congratulate the uh, inaugural uh, show of the Milwaukee Turners podcast. Uh, the Turners, we think, are the Milwaukee's oldest civic organization, uh, founded by immigrants and refugees from oppression abroad. And uh, pretty soon we're going to be dedicating some big signs outside of Turner Hall. Uh, and Turner Hall would not be here if it wasn't for the dedication of those refugees uh, to build a, a strong social justice uh, program in Milwaukee combined with physical fitness. Welcome to Sound Minds, the Milwaukee Turner Podcast. Liberty, tolerance, reason, justice. Since 1853, the conversation continues. With your hosts, Claudio Cortez, Jared English, and Nicholas Lajoie. Welcome, everybody, to Sound Minds, a Turner podcast, recording out of Turner Hall. And I'm Nicholas Lajoie. I'm joined by Claudio Cortez and Jared English. And uh, we're hoping for some great discussion, guys. I don't know about great, but you know. Certainly discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, as Nicholas mentioned, my name is Claudio Cortez. I'm currently the vice president of the Milwaukee Turners. And uh, Jared, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am Jared English, and I am currently board member and vice of nothing, uh, <laughs> member of 5,000 subcommittees, Jared English. What's up, y'all? Howdy. And I'm Nicholas Lajoie. I am the executive director here at Turner's. Oh, uh, so. yeah. ED in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might have tuned in, you might have downloaded this podcast because you saw the word Turner. Uh, and you know that that word, you know, depending on the language you're speaking, has a lot of connotations to it. So, who are the Milwaukee Turners? Well, since 1853, the Milwaukee Turners have dedicated ourselves to strengthening the Milwaukee community by promoting the principles of a sound mind. Get it? Sound body. What does that mean exactly? Well, in a past life, promoting the ideals of a sound mind meant hosting roundtable discussions, political forums, and being the arbiters of discourse within the community and hosting old-timey gymnastics tournaments from, from the comfort of our nifty clubhouse, Turner Hall. If you are lucky enough to live in the Milwaukee area, you may have heard of this place. In fact, you may be listening to the podcast because you thought that it was going to be about music. Maybe later. One day. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but today's episode is about convincing you, our dear, listeners, our dear listeners, to tune in again. What should you expect from this? Well, 166 years after our organizational founding, we're still fighting for social justice. We plan, on we plan on introducing you to people making a difference in Milwaukee, people who are aware that never again is now. And we are introducing you to our community leaders and people making a difference. All right, let's get started. Claudia, tell us why you're a Milwaukee Turner. Well, I'm a Milwaukee Turner because I believe in liberty against all oppression, tolerance against all fanaticism, uh, reason against all superstition, and justice against all exploitation. So that might sound a little canned, and it is, because that is actually our uh, mission statement as an organization, if you're unaware of it. Pamphlets. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my Turner journey started uh, way before I moved to Milwaukee. So I am the son of an immigrant, which means that immigrants' rights are always important to me. The Turners is an organization started by immigrants and advocating for immigrants. 
uh, sure it's a different country, but at this point, we're all human beings. So uh, that's why I became a Turner, because I believe in these values. Uh, Jared? Yeah. Why did um, you join? <laughs> I joined for many reasons. I think a lot of them are the same. They come from a, a different lens, as you would say, mm -hmm. as we would say. Um, but, you know, the main, uh, I think, kind of driver um, is to uh, continue the mission of the Turners in the sense of what Milwaukee and what the world is now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as you said, you know, in the beginning it was German immigrants and, and you know, uh, doing everything they can to escape and fight oppression. Right. Um, and now it's, um, it might be Somali or um, uh, Central American immigrants. Right fighting for a better life, and then um, being forced to fight oppression. And, sure. um, you know, as we all, everybody watching and listening, I don't know, they're not watching yet, hope y'all aren't, <laughs> um, but, you know, we see it on the news every day. And, um, you know, when you said never again, um, might be right now, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, it comes in different forms. It comes in... Um, directions that you're not expecting but here we are right and uh and so that makes uh the mission of an organization like the turners um and particularly you know folks of color like ourselves um uh you know absolutely um critical to the future of an organization like this um and making sure that we're bringing in uh new people to the fold to continue the fight and facilitate um Justice, the kind that applies to everybody. So, couldn't have put it better myself. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Nick, how was your day? Yeah, <laughs> it's hot. It's yeah, hot. Uh, we're we're uh, starting this off on one of the hottest days of the summer, and uh, but we've got hot topics to get to get to, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Should we call it drip drip? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, and I I just want to add that I'm I'm. Um, you know, I've been on board with the Turners since January, and um, before that, you know, I didn't know really that much about Turners, but um, mm -hmm. I found the opportunity um, that was available. I came over from Marquette and was uh, doing community advocacy, still doing community advocacy for um, safer streets in the city, and uh, learned more. And the more I learned about the Turners, the more impressed and um, moved I was to to really be a part of this great organization mm -hmm. and uh, opportunities available. I am a, I guess I'm an old school German immigrant. My mother grew up there. We spent a lot of time growing up there. But really? um, I yeah yeah my mom's oh, wow. from there yeah <laughs> Berlin born after right as the bombs are falling in uh, wow. Berlin. So yeah I got That's some crazy. some pretty amazing stories about that. Um, but uh, yeah the, I think that immigration story I think is universal you know and and um, I, I think, you know, it's like Toynbee said, that history repeats itself, right? And, and uh, we think we might have moved past some of these challenges in, in, in uh, Western civilization, and we just haven't, uh, haven't they come back, and, and we see that more and more every day, and we need to, we need to keep fighting the good fight. So, um, yeah, glad to be part of this, this organization and, and uh, standing for all those ideals of liberty, tolerance, reason, and justice. Yeah, you know, fascists, we don't really like them here. 
Um, or the, you know, I shouldn't say that. You know, we love humanity, um, but any... We don't tolerate intolerance. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know, that's, and that's, that's critically important when you got, you know, it hides in so many forms. Um, you talk about it, you know, history repeating itself. You know, what are the things that allow intolerance and uh, injustice to kind of like flourish? Flourish and, and fester and, and then become some of the stuff we're seeing on TV every day these days. Complacency. Yeah. It's complacency. It's, it's knowing that right now, as we're speaking, there's children being ripped away from their family, mm-hmm. uh, sleeping on, you know, in cages on floors mm-hmm. in allegedly the freest country in the world. Um, yeah. And so, what does activism look like today? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say it's ignorance, though, too? I mean, I think what what brings about fanaticism and and racism is is largely ignorance, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I, if we boil that down a bit, so ignorance, as far as like the base term, ignorance, as in like lack of education, is it is it? Uh, There's a lot of things. Unpack that. Yeah, yeah. The, the base term in, ter- in the sense of. Uh, not having that information in your brain, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> not, uh, lack what? of understanding, right? Right, that right, way. right? 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 Yeah. I would say, is it willful? I would say it's willful. Somebody definitely is, yeah. Um, is. And you know, there is, you know, there's, I'm sure, heck, in this very state uh, of Wisconsin, somebody, you know, for instance, who's in a small town far up north in the deep north woods or something, and they don't have regular interactions with people who are different than them, mm-hmm. and so in that regard, you know, it's almost not to say it's excusable for them to be negative and, and, and bigoted to somebody else. But uh, when you don't have the experience, sometimes it's understandable. But for the most part, um, in this world, you got to choose to be that way. Right. Um, you yeah, know, especially I think with, you know, today we've got all of this yeah. connectivity. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get, if you're even living up in the North Woods of Wisconsin, you have access yeah. to the internet. It's true. Um, but it's very focused, right? You're seeing everything through a screen yeah. and you're not, you don't live next to a person that's different than you. Yeah. You're just viewing it through this lens that, that you can Claudio, choose to, you know, all black people are violent, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? I've, I've heard a thing about Mexicans. I guess we're all rapists. I didn't get the really? memo. Yeah. It's Dude. crazy. Some, someone told so me. So I should stop buying. Gosh. Yeah. The tacos aren't worth the rape by here. It's not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Obviously we're being facetious here. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in an era where our president can go on uh, on national, you know, go into national forum via tweet and, you know, tell brown people to go back to where they came from. Um, I didn't know Detroit was a foreign country, man. When did that happen? Nick, did you, <laughs> you know, I guess it's, they foreign, it's, 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 foreign, it's as foreign as the Bronx, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, them Twin Cities, those they've always been. Oh, it's a hot bed. Uh, you know, right. you got to watch out for those Swedes. Small um, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean uh, "Quote unquote America, America with a K." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, given that this is the environment, this is 2019. Um, that this is the where we live. Uh, this is the situation in which we're living in. It's important that informed individuals keep being informed and mm-hmm. don't grow complacent mm-hmm. uh, and let themselves fall into this. You know, I'm guilty of it. This like liberal bubble. Uh, where we, you know, we are comfortable and, and, you know, we can sit here and, you know, we wag our fingers at, at these, you know, people that we've deemed ignorant. Mm. Uh, and I think that this show is a step in the right direction where we are trying to break the cycle and start these conversations 
and try to do our part to help eradicate um, various, you know, ignorances, you know, ignorance-based prejudices that live mm -hmm. out there. And I think as, as Turner's, that's our mission. And so when we talked earlier about history repeating itself, why, why is that? Like, you know, as we know, we all, we got these things sitting in front of us, literally the world's information at our fingertips. Uh -huh. um, last I checked, most cities have at least one library. Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you, U.S. government and Andrew Carnegie, I guess. Uh -huh. But um, that's the only... Yeah, I'm going to be quiet. But anyway... <laughs> I was about to make a capitalism joke. But anyway, um, you know, we are at a point where, you know, things like this, all things being equal, they shouldn't be possible. But you see it's a systemic kind of, like, entrenchment where... Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about voting rights and things like that being snatched away. You talk about right. gerrymandering and people basically choosing the people who can elect them. And then you talk about, um, you know, uh, just complete, you know, an utter disenfranchisement economically of, you know, uh, Wall Street crashes and recessions and, and people losing economic might. Um, you know, last I checked... Um, black and Latino families lost something like 70% of their wealth um, during the crash of 2008 and 2009. Um, and, you know, what effect does that have, like, when you have a nation that is, you know, I guess, I want to say conversely, you know, headed, you know, very much so to being a, a person of color, um, a no-majority uh, majority nation. And what does that mean? So, no by, yeah, yeah, by I think the number that I've been hearing, and we'll see, as there's clearly some people trying to stop it. Right. Um, by 2047, there will be basically no majority ethnic group in the United States. And then, of course, after that, you know, it's trending toward basically being a majority ethnic person city. I don't like saying the word minority. Minority was always derogatory to me. I, I agree um, entirely. Yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing minor about anybody who's a human being who happens to be brown or, um, you know, of a different religion or whatever. Um, and so that being the case, um, you know, I like to think about times where things were possible, um, and they, they still are, it's just harder. But uh, when you talk about, say, like Reconstruction right after the Civil War, um, where poor... Uh, black folks who were, you know, possibly just being uh, released from uh, bondage and poor white people started to come together to try to, to really do something. And then entrenched forces um, decided that that's not good for them. Let's undo this. Let's, uh, you know. Divide keep, and conquer. Right? Divide and conquer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always been the game. So what do we think about that, y'all? About dividing and conquering? <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> it works, and that's yeah, why it, it keeps going. I mean, it's, absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, there's a reason that I guess if, if we look at Milwaukee compared to other cities, um, our fair city happens to be the most segregated uh, city in the union. I believe that's still that's the still a distinction that stands. Yeah, I think one or two, something like Chicago that. Yeah. up there too. Yeah, no, Chicago is definitely up there as well. Um, but I think it's this compartmentalization of people that aids in these you know vicious cycles of poverty. And um, I, 
Yeah, so I mean, that, you mentioned Reconstruction Era, you know, the South. Mm -hmm. We're pretty much still there. I mean, I don't, I don't think we've really well, advanced much since right, that. Right. You know the, the other name for Wisconsin, right? No. Mississippi. 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 Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess that depends on your perspective. <laughs> it's Mississippi to who, right? Right. But, um, you know, that, and that reminds me, we should get Reggie Jackson to come on here and talk. He knows quite a bit about mm -hmm. all these things. He's a great historian. Great person. Um, but, you know, in, in specific to Milwaukee, um, you know, we talk about intentionality, um, you know, whether people are willfully ignorant or not. Um, but then we also, you know, Nick, you mentioned divide and conquer. And, you know, it, Milwaukee's story is, is very much a story of that um, internally and externally, where, you know, literally the, the highway that a lot of us drive up and down every single day is an example of institutional racism at work, mm -hmm. where, um, you know, uh, a neighborhood, a community like Bronzeville, um, which, you know, had lots of, of cultural and otherwise, um, you know, establishments of the, the, the black community here in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. basically leveled, um, and a highway put through them, or it just stayed empty for 60 years. So if anyone's ever been up, uh, say, Fond du Lac and, and North Avenue, um, now it's starting to fill back in finally, but I kind of grew up near there. And so for the last 25 years, it's been almost completely empty mm -hmm. uh, yeah. from McKinley and Fond du Lac all the way up to Sherman and Fond du Lac almost. Wow. Um, and that's because that's where the Park West Highway was going to be. Right. Um, and, you know, Milwaukee being, having many nicknames like Slowwalkie, you know, we didn't get our highway game together till like the 60s when everybody else was doing theirs in the 50s or whatever. Um, and so, you know, you have areas like that and we talk about, you know, the segregation, like, you know, in some regard, you know, people do um, self-segregate like in the cultures and communities and things like that, but not to the extent that, that we have here. And so, you know, even though Milwaukee is blessed to have literally some of everybody from everywhere. Like mm -hmm. if you're a person who's, you know, able to get around the city a little bit, you can see that we have a huge amount of diversity. Sure. But nobody, uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but it's very difficult just because of the way the city has been intentionally di divided mm -hmm. um, for people to get together and, and, and have that those cross-cultural cross opportunities that, right. you know, you see in cities like New York or L.A. Sure. I, I, you know, I, I can kind of speak to that. I, I've experienced this, um, you know, hyper enclavization uh, firsthand. So I used to work for Telemundo, Wisconsin, which is the only, you know, Spanish language TV Telemundo. station. Telemundo. Uh, <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin. The only that, place you could watch soccer games for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I watched World Cup matches when I was in HD, man. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the most frustrating parts of my job, well, my job was to convince, you know, businesses to advertise in Spanish to this, mm -hmm. you know, not insignificant population size. So you, you think Wisconsin's got about 230,000 Spanish-speaking Latinos mm -hmm. um, or Latinx people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the most frustrating parts of that job was having to sit in these boardrooms with these mostly, you know, white men mm -hmm. uh, and convincing them that it was worth their time to reach out to these people who are willingly giving you their money. Yeah. And uh, one of the refrains that I always heard was, well, you know, our demographic is uh, it's a bit more suburban. 
So, <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> a lot of very, very, very fun coded language uh, that, you know. Roland these... Defoe voice. Are you asleep yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I, I grew up in a bubble in Chicago where it was a very, uh, the part I was in, it was, a, it was a big, you know, Mexican enclave, but it was kind of, uh, it wasn't as hardline segregated as the Wisconsin Latino population is. Uh, whereas, you know, I think a lot of Latinos in Wisconsin or in Milwaukee specifically seldom leave their, oh, yeah. their, their little region of, uh, and I don't even know the cross streets. <laughs> it's, Speaking of it, yeah. You, you cross know. the bridge and you're there. Um, and you're I Chicago, think... so it's like national, you know, maybe <laughs> Oklahoma over to Miller Parkway and over. But, um, uh, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I could, I could certainly speak to that experience where, you know, mm-hmm. there's this, I don't know. And, you know, to that point, like, there's some positive things going on with that too. So like literally just this past Wednesday, I'm actually wearing the shirt um, of a uh, a good friend of mine's band. Um, but Washington Park Wednesdays, if y'all haven't heard of it, y'all need to go. It's a really great event. Um, uh, the organizers of that have uh, been very intentional in trying to to bring folks together. Washington Park is, in a lot of ways, the very center at least on that side of the city, the west side of the city, um, is almost in the valley, so close enough right. to, uh, you know, the quote-unquote south side as, you know, people stereotypically think of the south side as uh, being mostly Latinx, mm-hmm. um, near south side anyway. And, um, you know, the north side, which is, you know, far and away, I think last, I'm a nerd, y'all, if y'all. That's quite that. fine. <laughs> but, um, like, I, you know, you look at census data and things like that, and there are neighborhoods... Basically, the entire northern two-thirds of Milwaukee is, is almost completely black, um, which is a good thing, but mm-hmm. it's also, you know, you see it manifested. Like, even when, and see, this is this goes to your point. Like, when you're sure. in a boardroom and, and there's all these, you know, no offense, it's just what it is, you know, older white guys who don't really get it. connect with anything <laughs> don't get it. Um, and then you watch on... Uh, say one of the the news stations, the local ones, um, and they have like an advertising, uh, or excuse me, like their kind of promo ad, or they get like a tourism thing from Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and you see exactly why when you go other places, people don't think that there's anybody here but white people because that's all you see. Well, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, you know when I <laughs> I thought that uh, before I you know regularly visited was Milwaukee itself, I really yeah. thought that it was just this big monolithic white place yeah. uh in fact i thought that the entire state of wisconsin but i mean i guess yeah, for, for another city it's trish but i i really yeah. thought that wisconsin and milwaukee was just a big white city because everyone yeah. i knew from here was white and, mm-hmm. and that you know it speaks to a lot of things it speaks to um the economics the fact that you know white people in milwaukee tend to be more much more economically stable and so they can go different places and be unintentional representatives of the city sure in ways that um and you know there's so many so many dynamics there like the one thing that i notice um and i've definitely gotten that question like people ask me where i'm from because i'm from milwaukee it's like oh my god there are black people there yeah <laughs> like yeah there's a, a whole lot of them um, <laughs> um and then the fact that you know a lot of people don't even know who live here that this is a 65 percent person of color majority city 
uh, mostly black, mostly Latinx, um, and Asian, mm -hmm. um, from Southeast Asia, uh, mostly. Um, my mom's calling y'all. But, um, Hi, Jared's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick on the back. podcast. Nah. Eh? We have a caller. That would be, uh... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to call her back, I promise. Uh -huh. Um, but, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, the diversity of the city and then the segregation of the city, it also comes into play in the sense of, like, the, the, uh, I don't know, media isolation of this of different groups in this city. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have this giant political convention coming actually right across the street from the great Turner Hall um, in a year here. And, you know, I, I personally see it as a huge opportunity, um, which is something that our individual communities are going to have to force happen um, for people to have a different view of what Milwaukee is. I agree entirely. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's far too, far too often do we see you know out of towners, mm -hmm. not even bother to venture beyond you know, the east side and the yeah. typical you know. That's another thing. Like what is thing. all oh, the? You would think this place is two people because the only thing they ever show in any of those commercials and all the magazine articles and things that you have about Milwaukee restaurants, everything is about. What's between UWM and Bayview, and that's it. And, and nothing. And the bronze funds. And the bronze funds. <laughs> well, he's on the. He's literally yeah. the the first thing on the the on east the side of the river. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as soon as you go west of the river, it's like no one, nothing exists. No. Uh huh. No. Well, I can. I mean, frankly, um, people in outstate Wisconsin, I think there's there's a perception about the city that's kind of totally the opposite. Right. Oh yeah. It's a completely different. Let's point. talk about it, Nick. <laughs> yeah, let's do something like that. I mean, yeah, you know, like white people living in in rural communities in Wisconsin are are terrified to come to Milwaukee, right? Because they yeah. think mm -hmm. they think it's all just poor people, and it's it's uh, they're, they're going to get robbed as soon as they come in the in the city, and uh, you know. I stopped and, doing that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Claudio. And, I mean, it's it's this I idea. I have a job for you too, man. <laughs> 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 I, I think moving forward, we have to really, you know, express the, the, the true diversity, economic diversity, racial mm -hmm. diversity, cultural diversity of the city and, as an asset. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, the, the, the coming up with the, these propaganda. Um, That's a really great way to describe it. That's exactly what it is, propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, it's and in a negative sense of the term, it just perpetuates it, right? Mm -hmm. right. I mean, and then you have these these ads uh, that are circulated around the state saying, you know, go look at Milwaukee, and mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, it just it just creates a, a more um, a deeper negative uh, uh, attachment to anything other than you know a white person with a Starbucks cup in their hand or something, yeah. right? So right, yeah, yeah. and. With that in mind, <laughs> speaking of introducing people to ideas and diversity, uh, it's our goal as a podcast to help facilitate those introductions, mm -hmm. uh, to put you know some people in your ears that you probably wouldn't have had there to begin with. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's you know I'm fortunate to. That's a weird term. That sounds like something Don Draper would say. Swinging a lot of circles, but um, not like that. God no. Um, but Where's I'm my fortunate. Drum roll? <laughs> But, you know, um, you know, in, in my, my job and my life, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of 
be around lots and lots of different people in this city and otherwise. And so that being the case, um, there are some just absolutely amazing people here that don't get a lot of play because they're not the, the stereotypical, uh, I won't say names, but young professional organization that caters to only a certain crowd. Um, you know, there are people who are, are truly doing things that change people's lives. Um, and I would love um, for us to make sure we get those kind of folks here. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully be members too. Y'all can be members, you know that, yeah. right? <laughs> Log on to www.milwaukeeturners.org. Sign up for the newsletter. Join the club. We're going to have more swag coming for members. Right? Absolutely. More to come. Swagnificent. Swagnificent. Did someone say Turner Brow? What? <laughs> um, Stay tuned for more. <laughs> Do you have anything else, Jared? I just want you all to, to keep listening. I think we're going to have some, we're doing some really, I think, really exciting things. I think uh, we haven't talked enough about art. Art is a philosopher and a, um, attorney and a gentleman, um, gentleman and a scholar and a gentleman and a scholar. There we go. Um, but he has, you know, he's the reason that I'm here. Um, um, I'm sure he's the reason a lot of folks are here and he, uh, he's certainly the reason I'm here. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, he's, he's very definitely much the reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you see, hired Three, me. Exactly. United by Art Heitzer. Oh. <laughs> and so if y'all don't know Art Heitzer, y'all, he's everywhere all the time. So say hi to him. Absolutely. Um, but he's absolutely dedicated to true social justice in the city. And we are too. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make this thing do what it do. As uh, Jamie Foxx said, playing Ray Charles and Ray. Uh, we're going to make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> and um, make sure that the Turners is as great a support and resource for people um, advocating and working for real justice in this city and state as possible. And keep having fun with these great fellas I'm sitting with right now. So Come on down to Turner Hall. Visit the historic building built in 1883. Um, we're going to have a sign. We've got new signs coming in very shortly. We're going to be celebrating that at the beginning of August. More to come. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of other events, I think, that are in the works. I can't say anything. We are, uh, we're more than just a concert venue, guys. Absolutely. More than just a fish fry in a, in a ballroom. For yeah. but, but if you'd like yeah. a fish fry, feel free to join us. We'll give you a building tour. Speaking of fish fries, <laughs> so I had a friend... And I had to, to be, uh, I know we got time limits here, but have you all ever heard anybody call fish fry a Midwestern fish fry? I was like, I've never heard that. I've said, I've heard people say fish fry, but not Midwestern fish fry. And she's like, well, of course, yes, they do. I was like, no, they don't. No, they don't. I've never heard Midwestern fish fry. I've heard Wisconsin fish fry, meaning the yeah. sense that you have it like all year round instead of sure. just Lent. But yeah, um, um, yeah. yeah. I, look, uh, well, I guess here I'm, pulling that card again uh the i'd never heard of a fish fry until i moved here <laughs> you'd never heard of a fish before <laughs> no what's a fish willem approves you mean sea chickens <laughs> when me and spider-man talk that's what happens you know hi kermit the frog um i've got some thoughts on this oh, social exactly justice kermit. is important um you know hey ho kermit the frog lies it's all lies <laughs> the truth it's completely untruth. Uh, kill all fascists, huh? No, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> is this, this the impression <laughs> segment? No, it's the impression yeah. corner. <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes when, when me and Michelle are just sitting there, it's, nice. it's good. It's, that's good. It, it feels real. It feels real, real. Uh, especially now that I'm out of that that place. That guy, we got to disinfect that place. So one day. Oh gosh. 
you know yeah. me, Christopher Walken. <laughs> I, I love joining the Turners. <laughs> Listen to Christopher and Brock. Oh, I was gonna try Robert De Niro, but I ain't got it yet. I'm sorry. I'll work on that for next time, y'all. So everybody, I think. I think ethnic organization is very important. That's true. That's De Niro? That's not Oh, that's Vito Corleone. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because me, me and my I'm really more of a Marlon Brando. It's a great Marlon Brando. Yeah, that's a Brando. You know, like Brando. You got to shove some cotton balls in your mouth. Yeah. It's the God Pigeon. Yeah, come on down. Burn off the fish fry in the gymnasium. Do some climbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should talk about servers. We got... People don't know so that. Apart, I didn't know that. Apart from sound, you know, sound mind events, we do, you know, advocate for sound body, and what that looks like these days is rock climbing and aerial gymnastics, um, and yoga. Oh, yoga as well. We got some yoga. All and very fun, room. very uh, reasonably priced activities. Oh yeah. Bring your kids. Uh, climb some walls. They're big walls too. They're like a wall. Like a really big wall. A wall of walls? <laughs> Several Basically. Walls. Yeah. They even, they, <laughs> Kim Cosmitis, our uh, wonderful gym manager, just installed, they took out the ice wall that they had all winter uh, that sort of simulated what it's like to climb a glacial. Like, is it real ice? I was like, that's oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> very expensive. But, you got to run and, that thing uh, around. It's, it's always freezing cold down there. You that's guys seen crazy. those, um, the documentaries recently about the free, the free climbing Oh, that was terrifying, yeah. man. Free oh, my God. Free Solo, yeah. right. Yeah, and there was another one on about him, too. So we got something like that down in the gym now where it's, um, it's you can a jam it's a, your it's hand a jump in a fake rock and climb it up. It's a jump wall where you oh. don't have, you know, your three points of um, stability and contact uh -huh. where you literally are jumping from wow. one part. So, yeah. so you can practice ladies, being crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will just watch. if we get enough <laughs> listeners, you will see a video of the three of us attempting to jump that wall. Oh, man. <laughs> Make sure our insurance policies are up to date. Right. Yeah, of you course, of that course, part. of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, you get it. All right, uh, all right. So. Well, thanks for joining us on the pilot episode of Sound Minds, a Turner podcast. <laughs> all right, stay tuned for our yeah, next podcast. Up, thanks, right. everyone. <laughs> all right, bye. -bye. <laughs> thanks. Oh. For more information, please visit www.milwaukeeturners.org, sign up for our newsletter, and stay tuned for the next episode of Sound Minds, a Milwaukee Turner podcast.